You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And on today's show, I did tell you yesterday we were going to drop a show today. Typically, we are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We are more than likely this week going to be Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So stay on the lookout for those two episodes coming later this week. On today's show, though, we want to talk a little bit about recruiting because that is such a hot topic in the Iowa football world. We have lost a couple com- potential commits, I should say. They weren't commits yet, but guys who Iowa felt like we were, or Iowa fans at least felt like we were going to get, lost a couple guys like that. There's some crystal balls going against Iowa. We want to talk about where is Iowa at from a recruiting perspective? Why should we be worried? And why shouldn't we be worried? And we're going to take a look at the tight end position specifically because you got to start wondering after a couple of years not being able to, to nab a top tight end. What is going on? That is something we're going to talk about on today's show. We're also going to talk about Joe Wieskamp and the fact that he has officially declared for the NBA he is not coming back and why this could be a phenomenal move for him and why he could even be better in the NBA than he is in college basketball. That's all on the show today. Let's kick it off with some recruiting news, though. As I mentioned a couple seconds ago, there have been a couple commits or a couple guys who are not going to Iowa. We also did get a commit, though. Let's actually kick it off with the good stuff here. The Iowa Hawkeyes landed Jacob Bostic, a 6'3", 170-pound wide receiver out of Palatine, Illinois. He had 19 offers, including Illinois and Louisville. He is ranked the 672nd positional player in the 2022 class. This is awesome for Iowa. They didn't need to get a lot of wide receivers, especially after getting three in last year's class with Arlen Bruce, Keegan Johnson, and Brody Breck, if Brody Breck does decide to go to Iowa. Um, that obviously could change how Iowa recruits the wide receiver position, but it sounds like the fact that Iowa was only getting one wide receiver in this class was a big draw for Jacob Bostic, and he has decided to join the Iowa Hawkeyes, which is awesome news to get another commit moving Iowa up to seven commits on the year. The comparison for Bostic um, has been, it's kind of been getting the comparison from uh, to Amir Smith-Marset from some of the guys at 24-7 Sports. Um, when I watched his tape, uh, you, you can definitely see the speed, the great acceleration. He had a couple of great kickoff returns, um, a lot of deep routes. So I can see where that comparison to Amir Smith-Marset is actually coming in to play there. Um, obviously, any wide receiver coming into Iowa, though, wants to be their own person. Um, and the fact that Iowa is continuing to get some very good athletes at the wide receiver position only bodes well for the offensive production for the Iowa Hawkeyes. On the flip side of that, Iowa did not get tight end Andrew Keller, a guy who goes to high school with Jack Dotsler, another Iowa commit, um, really felt like that was going to happen, right? You just felt like you knew Andrew Keller was going to be an Iowa Hawkeye. Iowa wants two tight ends in this class. We knew that, right? Uh, Again, Andrew Keller out of Wanakee. We knew that Iowa wanted two tight ends. Andrew Keller was a guy who we felt like Iowa had a very, very good chance at. The fact that he goes to high school with a guy who also committed to Iowa felt like that was even a bigger deal. When 
some of the you know guys reached out to him. He was very excited about his visit to Iowa. He even had crystal balls in for Iowa. This is a top 500 player, 23 ranked, 23rd ranked tight end in the whole class. Six foot six, 210 pounds. He goes to Iowa State. Now he hasn't visited, visited Iowa State for he visited them June 11th. He's now visited Iowa June 25th. So clearly Iowa just couldn't sell him on that. And there were some rumors coming out of that that visit that maybe it didn't go as well as we had expected. I don't know what actually happened there, uh, but I can say this. I I can understand there are some concerns when we're losing out-of-state guys that we're targeting against Iowa State to Iowa State, especially when it comes at the tight end position where Iowa has been dominant over the last 20 years at that position. Now, we all thought, okay, not a big deal. We're going to get Micah Riley-Ducker, or at least that's how I felt. You know, I thought we can find another under-the-radar tight end but we can at least get Micah Riley Ducker, the product out of Bellevue West. Yet, that seems to have changed as well. Micah Riley Ducker, the Bellevue West tight end Iowa has been linked to very heavily. 6'6", 235 pounds, top 400 tight end. There are a couple predictions in for Iowa, but they are a little bit later in the process. There is one crystal ball, and it comes from our very own Sean Bach, and it is to Auburn. And that is clearly concerning for a lot of reasons. Um, Sean put that in on June or July 2nd. Again, I don't know. That doesn't mean that Mike is committing to Auburn. It just seems like that could be trending that way. Sean has a very good history of predicting these kind of outcomes. And again, this would be, that would actually to me be a bigger loss just because of how heavily Iowa has been recruiting Micah, how much he's enjoyed being at the school, how many times he's even visited the school, and the fact that he has connections at the school with Keegan Johnson, a guy who is also um, at the University of Iowa. Micah is announcing his commitment tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. We'll be given a breakdown after that happens. Um, hopefully, he surprises us and he ends up at the University of Iowa, but as of right now, it is not looking that way. So there, that kind of raises two questions. Why? What is going on with the tight end position, right? Iowa is tight end you. Why can we not recruit the tight end position very well? And also, what is going on with this class? Um, this is going. This is looking like a little small over class. Iowa has the least amount of commits, or at least tied for the least amount of commits in the Big Ten. Um, they're 14th in the Big Ten overall rankings. Not exactly what Iowa fans love to see. But we're going to be talking about that on segment two, talking a little bit about why that's not concerning and why it is concerning. And then also talking about the tight end position. Should we be concerned about the fact that Iowa is not landing top tier tight ends? Yes and no. I know I'm giving you some vague answers. I want you to come back and listen to the show. So come back on segment two. Before we get into segment two, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com because this episode is brought to you by them. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have the power to do this yourself. You have the computers with access to rockauto.com at home and you can put a little bit of extra money in your pocket by saving money by going to rockauto.com you can save so much money there i actually bought two engineer filters the other day i bought them a year ago and now i bought them the other day and i saved 50 dollars on the two engineer filters and they delivered directly to my door rock auto is a family-owned business they have amazing website so many products so many varieties and amazing prices so right now if you need some auto parts go to rockauto.com see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know 
We sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, we're getting back into the recruiting talk. And just a reminder that we will be back on Thursday and Friday. We will not have an episode tomorrow, a four-episode week. And we'll be back for full time, which means we'll be back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, beginning July 19th. So stay on the lookout for that. And as things pop up, right, commitments, uh, decommitments, whatever it might be, we'll be covering all that on the show. So we talked before the break. We wanted to talk about tight end you. We also want to talk about the class itself. Let's kick it off with the class, though. And Iowa right now is 54th in the nation in terms of recruiting, 24th it was their ranking last year by the end of it, and they're 14th in the Big Ten. They only have seven commits, and Nebraska only has seven, and the next closest team has nine, and that is Indiana, or at least when I did my my rundown about a day ago. So why is this happening? Let's start with that, and then we'll get into why we should or shouldn't be concerned. First and foremost, COVID. I don't want to keep placing a blame on COVID, but it does impact the recruiting cycle. A lot of these kids you know, now they've had a chance to see these, you know, see these schools, but they hadn't had the chance until recently. That also hurt Iowa from a camp perspective. A lot of those 2022 guys, you know, they're seeing them for the first time in camp this summer. That's tough. You want to get them in camp or not necessarily camp. They're coming for official visits, but you want to see them in camp a year ago, two years ago. They didn't have that opportunity to do that. Iowa also is not going to change their approach because of COVID. They don't like guys committing before they've seen the campus typically. They want guys who go there and love not just the program, not just what Iowa coaches are telling them, but they love the feel of the community because that is just as important to make sure they are comfortable with the school. Iowa is not going to change their approach there. Okay, They've also had some phenomenal classes. So as far as targeting certain positions, they don't have as much of a strenuous need at a lot of positions as they typically have in the past. Now, that's not to say they don't need those positions, but they don't have as big of a need at those positions, right? It's not the the tight end position two years ago where all of a sudden we're losing Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, and we're going into the season with Nate Weeding and Sean Byer, a former wide receiver and a couple of walk-ons, right? So that's the other thing. Also, we're missing out on a lot of top twos. We are so close. A lot of times I was able to close the deal. I don't know why they're not closing the deal now. I don't know what is happening. It feels like more so than other years when Iowa has gotten to that top two, we're not getting the recruit. Look at Javon Tracy, Tyrone Tracy's brother. We're in the top two. I expected Iowa to get Javon. They don't. He goes to Miami of Ohio. He has a brother there. He's closer to him. I understand that. Andrew Keller, Iowa's top two. He goes to Iowa State. We can go down the list here, and you can see where this has happened multiple times in this class. All right? Even Ian Pugh. A wide receiver that Iowa was recruiting heavily uh, in addition to Jacob Bostic. Nothing. So what is happening? I'm not sure in, in regards to why Iowa can't close the deal on that, but Iowa is close. So you know the, the pitch is still working there. So why should we be concerned? I'm concerned about the fact that the, the concept of tight end university is not a good selling point, clearly. We've missed out on a lot of top tight ends over the last couple of years. A several to Nebraska even. Now, some of those are because... They grew up Nebraska fans. You can't use, it's hard to compete with that. But when you're losing guys like Andrew Keller, who maybe didn't grow up an Iowa state fan, I don't know how you, how you lose that. Right. I don't know how that isn't a big pitch. If Michael Riley Ducker does go to Auburn, I understand the allure of Auburn, but how does that not work for you? So to me, that's a little bit of a concern. Why is Iowa unable to land these top end tight end commits? I don't know, but that's a little bit of a concern. 
This year, they struggled at getting a quarterback. They got Carson May. That's a big deal. But oftentimes, when they can't get a quarterback early, that hurts the class as well. Now, why shouldn't we be concerned? We knew it would be a smaller class. We absolutely knew it would be a smaller class coming into this. Kirk has even said that. Again, this is the way Iowa wants. They're not concerned about it. I think, honestly, the biggest thing I'm concerned about is the fact that Iowa is losing out on so many top twos and so many guys that it feels like they're really close on and then they don't get. And now Tyler Barnes, Iowa's director of recruiting, has made some comments on Twitter saying that Iowa – or basically saying if you have to negatively recruit against the school, then as a recruit, you need to be thinking about what does that school bring and why are they focusing on some other school more than they're focusing on you. I don't know what that alludes to, but I can only imagine schools are still out there talking about the events of last year for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and that has been an issue for some recruits. Some recruits don't even want to look at the school because of what happened um, last year that came out with the racial bias allegations. Now, if schools are using that against Iowa, that is pretty crappy. In fact, I don't really agree with negative recruiting in general. Maybe it's just the fact that I I have grown up seeing the way Iowa recruits. I don't appreciate the negative recruiting. I think you should always be focusing on yourself first and foremost. I was in a fraternity. We did not talk bad about the other fraternities. We only focus on what our fraternity brought to the table. You want to bring people in because they're excited, not because they're scared of going somewhere else. Okay? Now, That is concerning to me. It'll be interesting to see if Kirk has any uh, deliberate or pointed comments about that. He's mentioned that in the past. Um, I I can only imagine that is why certain coaches Kirk isn't a big fan of, such as P.J. Fleck, maybe. Um, Now, that's just all speculation there. But, uh, again, that's a concern that that negative recruiting pitch seems to maybe be getting to some recruits. Again, going back to why we shouldn't be concerned, though, that's where I was going at, and I remembered one of my other points. We knew it would be a smaller class. We knew Iowa wasn't going to grab as many people. And the other thing is Iowa does a phenomenal job of finding under-the-radar talent. They do a tremendous job of finding guys who were not four-star recruits and turning them in to phenomenal players. Look at some of the best athletes Iowa's ever had at the university, or best players, I should say. Heck, Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith, they were very unheralded. They were... But, you know, they were in the 1,000s in turn of rankings. Josie Jewell was going to play D3 football, right? I mean, this is the kind of stuff we're looking Desmond King was not getting recruited by any major schools. Iowa make, finds a way to make it happen. George Kittle, probably the most famous one of them all. The fact that he didn't have any, he wasn't going to, he didn't have any big offers. His offer from Iowa came the day of signing day as a wide receiver. So Iowa, out of all schools, does the best job of finding under the radar guys. And they are going to continue their recruiting pitch into the season. They're going to look at high school athletes. They're going to look at guys who maybe explode in the scene. And there's going to be more. And there's another reason why we shouldn't be concerned. There are going to be more players that are going to be they're going to, out of this. I should go back and explain this. So this, this season specifically, this 2022 class, there is a better chance that there is under the radar guys, guys who have not been seen guys who are going to be high performers at the collegiate level and we don't know about than in typical years because of the lack of camps, because of the lack of, the lack of exposure, depending on their um, high school football schedule, there are going to be more guys that are going to come out of nowhere from this class. Mark my words, that is going to happen. And if anyone can recruit those guys, it is the University of Iowa. So that is something to watch out for as well. Again, Iowa does a phenomenal job of going through the state of Iowa, going through the surrounding you know states and finding talent that maybe is overlooked. And coming up on segment three, we're going to get into some of the tight end rankings 
and why that can give you an insight as to how Iowa can recruit. We're also going to talk about some of the recruits that are coming up for the University of Iowa. Right? There are some guys who are making decisions very soon that could help change the perception of this class. That is all coming up on segment three of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Before we get into that, though, you know I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. And right now, they have a limited time flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. You've got to check it out. I know I, I gave the ad yesterday. I don't know if I specified, but it is available only July 6th through the 9th. So go to their website today. I haven't checked this morning, but go to their website. Check out. See if you can get the Built Bar Flavor Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like, though? You might be wondering that. This is a Built, Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar, just like the Grasshopper Cookie, they have so many delicious flavors that you can check out if you don't want that flavor. And they're all incredibly good for you. And I'll even give you this. If they do not have the Grasshopper Cookie on the website today, send me a DM. I will send you a box of the White Chocolate Birthday Cake with sprinkles for free. That's right. If they don't have the grasshopper cookie, I will send you a box. If they do have the grasshopper cookie and you still DM me for a box, I'll probably send it to you, but I'd prefer you to not try to take advantage of my kindness and generosity there. But go check out BuiltBar.com today and get the grasshopper cookie or any flavor that you want. And again, we have a great deal for you. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we are back for our third and our final segment of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. And as we talked about a little bit, we are going into some recruiting talk today. Right, So we've talked a lot about recruiting the last two segments. We talked about why it is concerning that Iowa doesn't have as big of a class. We talked about why it isn't as concerning. And one thing we didn't mention was how the tight end class can give us uh, an insight as to why this isn't concerning. Before we get into tight end rankings in the past, I think we'll give you a very good understanding of what we can expect from a recruiting perspective i want to talk about the recruits that are coming up okay iowa is in the mix for several guys including christian stokes who's going to be committing very soon we he's a a safety prospect has ties to the university of iowa Um, he is down between two schools at this point i believe michigan state and the university of iowa we also have aiden lowry a guy who is also between two schools, um, we have the University of Illinois and we do have the University of Iowa there. He is a running back prospect and it sounds like he has really enjoyed his time with the Iowa Hawkeyes. So again, uh, going back to Christian Stokes, just to confirm here, I'm looking up his top two. Yep, it looks like it is. Oh, it's West Virginia, excuse me, not Michigan State. So Christian Stokes between West Virginia and the University of Iowa. Um, he has been recruited very heavily by Iowa and would be a huge commit for the Hawks. Again, having a lot of ties, being that Detroit area, Phil Parker does phenomenal there. Aiden Lowry is a guy who is looking between Illinois and Iowa as well. He is going to be making a decision very soon, so be on the lookout for that. Again, this is how this uh, this is how this class turns around pretty quickly. You get some guys in there very soon. Could be a lot of fun. Also, Carson Hinsman, a, a tackle prospect. He is a guy who is leaning UW, but maybe there's a chance he goes to Iowa. He has uh, had a great visit to the University of Iowa, and University of Wisconsin has done a great job of recruiting offensive line talent this year. Maybe he wants to go to a spot where he can be kind of the big guy there. 
On the defensive line, Hunter Deo is a guy to watch out for. He has been rumored to the Hawks for so long. If Iowa lost out in this, this would be very concerning to me in my personal opinion. And then Brian Allen, a guy who Iowa has been on late, very late, but uh, seems like he is really enjoying his time talking to the University of Iowa. Um, I believe he is trying to look at either Michigan State or the University of Iowa. So be on the lookout for him, a three-star defensive end. Those are the guys on the radar right now. Again, Micah Riley-Ducker, another guy who's on the radar who is committing tomorrow, but didn't. I already talked about him, so I didn't want to necessarily bring him up. Now, again, we talked about why Iowa shouldn't be worried, why Iowa fans shouldn't be worried and whatnot. And I want to talk to you about the tight end position specifically because I think when you look at what Iowa does a great job of, they do a great job of producing tight ends. But when you look at previous rankings, you shouldn't have a reason to be concerned at this point, right? We don't typically get those big-time recruits. In fact, outside of C.J. Fedorowicz, who was a top 100 recruit, the highest-ranked tight end prospect Iowa has gotten since 2004 is Noah Fant. 536 in the nation, and a lot of schools wanted him to be a defensive end. So let me run through some of the tight ends Iowa has sent to the NFL and where they were ranked. Sam Laporta, you might not remember this, unranked. When I say unranked, unranked by 24-7 sports, that means more than likely he was a you know top 1,000 prospect um, or didn't have rankings in other sites. So I think that's a really important caveat to make. When I say unranked, it doesn't mean that he was not ranked at all. It means he was more than likely not ranked um, by other sites or a low recruit in that regard. And actually, let me confirm on the Sam Laporta talk in so I can just make sure I have that and I'm not lying to you on the show here. I would never want to never want to do that. Sam Laporta unranked on the initial yeah, he was 1174. So typically you're going to be a pretty low ranked prospect if you are unranked um, on the initial uh, site for 24/7 sports. Um, and again, this is also I'm talking through guys who have either performed well to this point or in the NFL. So I'm not talking about Luke, I'm not talking about Josiah. Um Elijah, excuse me, not Josiah, or Josiah, really, Miami or Elijah Elverton. Not talking about those guys. I uh, just want to talk about the guys who have performed well to this point or in the NFL. So, again, Sam Laporta, unranked, all right? Going down the list, we have Sean Beyer, unranked three-star wide receiver, playing on the Broncos right now. Nate Weeding, jumping around practice squads, unranked walk-on. Noah Fant, three-star, 536th-ranked tight end, but also people wanted him to be a defensive end. TJ Hawkinson, three-star, unranked. Parker Hesse was a defensive end. George Kittle, three-star, unranked. Henry Krieger-Koble, three-star, 668th-ranked prospect. Jake Doozy, three-star, 757th-ranked prospect. CJ Fedora was four-star, 68th-ranked prospect, drafted in the third round, big deal. A.J. Derby, four-star quarterback, who they turned into tight end, went to JUCO, then went to Arkansas and played in the NFL for a couple of years. Alan Reisner, two-star, unranked. And Brandon Myers, no star, unranked. All right. When we talk about the fact that Iowa does a good job of producing tight ends, this is why. These guys are not big guys. These guys are not expected to be in the NFL. And yet Iowa turns them into NFL players. So when you look at rankings, rankings are not everything. Rankings are not the end-all, be-all. We all know that Iowa does a phenomenal job of developing talent. And they do no better of a job than tight end and the offensive line. That is where they have their bread and butter. So if Iowa doesn't land Micah Riley-Ducker, does it suck? Yes. Is it the end of the world? No. 
And from like a recruiting perspective, from an overall class perspective, this does not mean Iowa's out of the game. They do a, such a good job of developing players. They can do it again. From a tight end perspective, there are several tight end prospects in the state of Iowa and the surrounding areas that don't have scholarships yet that really fit that mold of what Iowa does well, finding those guys late in the game, getting hard workers who can block, turning them into NFL prospects. That's what Iowa does. That's what Iowa has been doing. They're going to stay true to the course. And if they don't land a Micah Riley Ducker, it is not the end all be all. That does do it for our show today. I went a little long on the recruiting aspect, so we're going to talk about Joe Wieskamp on Thursday. We're going to have some other conversations as well to talk about at that time. We have some basketball talk, the basketball schedule. Iowa's schedule is getting a bit more filled out, getting Virginia and Portland State in their schedule, so we're going to talk about that as well on Thursday. And any commitment news, we'll also make sure to talk about on the show. Thank you for tuning in, though. Appreciate you all listening to today's episode of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. And if you want more Locked on content, check out the Locked on Today podcast podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. And again, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out our show yesterday. We talked about Iowa women's basketball. We talked a little bit about recruiting and it was a blast. We also talked about some name image likeness stuff as well. Again, thank you all for tuning in on today's episode. Have a fantastic Tuesday and even better week. And I'll talk to you on Thursday, Hawkeye Nation. Let's go Hawks.